Hey, welcome back to the last shot, the last cast for the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO FM 94.1, 104.7, the KFGO mobile app, and don't forget KFGO.com. As always, I want to remind you, Jeff, you can email me, outdoorslive at gmail.com. You can text outdoors to 35270. I may not get it immediately, but I will get it and I will respond. Uh, still to come on the weekend edition of Outdoors Live, we're going to get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're also going to get you a podcast. Podcast Extra with Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Uh, you listen to Gone Outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday mornings, but not everybody can listen at 11 o'clock. Not everybody can catch the podcast. So appreciate being able to bring you a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. But first, Pat Stockton is an award-winning outdoors communicator. She connects with hunters, anglers, bait shops, motels, resorts to give us a better idea of what people are finding or not finding outdoors. Pat Stockdale, take it away. Thanks, Doug. Checking elsewhere around North Dakota, pheasant and waterfall hunting are the outdoor priorities right now, but those heading to Devil's Lake are working shallower water for walleye. There's still some more small ones, more so than larger ones, but try spinners and bottom bouncers. Doesn't hurt to still go a little deeper, but overall, cooler water and air temperatures are generally moving fish in shallow water. There's not a lot of activity on other lakes, and out west, the Missouri River Tailrace is about like it was last week, slow from both boat and shore. Look for improving salmon success, though, as more fish move through Garrison Dam, and some small walleye are being taken in the spillway channel yet. The east end of Lake Skakwea isn't seeing much activity now that releases from Lake Audubon into Lake Skakwea are done. Audubon's now at its usual winter elevation, but anglers really aren't working that lake much either. However, the Van Hook Arm in Skakwea's midsection is seeing a little bit more of a fall walleye bite and a little bit more fishing activity as the fish move a little shallower. Look for some success. Not great but at least anglers are getting a few walleye as far west as White Earth Bay. The upper end of Sakakawea muddied up a bit after early October rains and wind. That also muddied the Yellowstone River and upper end of the Missouri River west of Williston. There isn't a lot of waterfall migration yet, but that could change at any time. A few scattered snow geese are trickling down into North Dakota, though, and some sandhill cranes are showing up along alkali wetlands in some central and west-central parts of the state. The pheasant season opener saw some areas with good success, and numbers of young birds that aren't fully colored yet, while other areas weren't as productive. Fall turkey season's next on the horizon for those lucky lottery license holders. So appreciate being able to bring Pat Stockdale to you with our Central Dakota Outdoors report. Read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. You can find her in many other publications nationally and across the upper Midwest. Pat Stockdale, an award-winning outdoors communicator with our Central Dakota Outdoors report. Hey, well, there you go. The last shot, the last cast for the weekend edition of Outdoors Live. I appreciate Scotty Brewer, Kyle Agri, Pat Stockdale, the Central Dakota Outdoors report. Don't forget, podcast available. And I, I, I want to bring to you a very important topic. I want to spend a little time talking about chronic wasting disease surveillance and testing because it's so important for the current health of the deer herd, the future 
of our deer population and the future of hunting. I mean, quite frankly, if a deer population uh, suffers and struggles and decreases, you're going to feel that in your deer tags. And, and, and you've seen that, whether it's something from EHD in central and western North Dakota, whether it's a nasty winter like last year, or in the future, if it's chronic wasting disease, no matter what, no matter what the factor in the equation that reduces a deer herd, one of the only ways that we can adjust the, the human take of deer is through allocation of deer tags, you know, quite frankly. So unfortunately, we can't increase the habitat at the snap of a finger. We can't uh, change the weather. I mean, that's, it, it, it just goes to say. So when it comes to disease, mortality, and chronic wasting disease into the future, I cannot stress enough how much we as Game and Fish and you hunters and the cooperation are imperative. We've, we've worked through the science of chronic wasting disease and adjusted accordingly. And, and that's what science is all about, is using the, the latest available data. We now are asking you, if, if you in your deer hunting unit can give us, Game and Fish scientists, 10% of the gun licenses allocated and they are tested negatively for CWD within a year, that baiting restriction for hunting can be removed in that unit. So think about that. If you've always you know, wondered, well, once a unit is, is restricted to hunting big game over bait because of CWD, if it's there in perpetuity, that's not the case. And, and this, is a really, this is a really great mechanism to provide that opportunity based on the science of if we get um, testing, negative tests of the equivalent of 10 of the gun licenses allocated in that unit, and they are all negative, that unit can then change in the restriction to allowing hunting big game over bait. Here's how you can help. We are doing surveillance all across the state from archery season into the deer gun season, into the black powder season. We're doing uh, surveillance through any means that we can, working with, uh, working with any kind of a deer that exhibits signs, um, if we've got other, other means of gathering heads. But for you as a hunter, we have a mail-in self-sampling kit that you can request through the Game and Fish Department. You can go on the Game and Fish Department website and request that. There's a little video that shows how to take out the lymph nodes, how to mail that in. It's quick, it's fast, it's easy. So if you're someone that doesn't want to go and drive and drop off a deer head, we've got sites that you can drop off those deer heads across North Dakota. You can do it yourself. You can do it yourself without having to worry about finding a drop-off site or having somebody else drop that off for you. So I cannot encourage you enough to, number one, if you can, by all means, please, please continue if you have in the past dropped off a deer head, if, you're, if you've never done it before, get a self-sampling kit through the Game and Fish Department website or find a drop-off location that are scattered all across the state. Check out the Game and Fish Department website. Pick up the phone and call. Call anyone from Game and Fish. You can call myself. The best option would be to call our headquarters office in Bismarck, 701-328-6300. That phone is manned from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. Contact your local game warden. Contact any of our district offices. We have district offices in Jamestown and Devil's Lake and Harvey and Riverdale and Williston and Dickinson and our headquarters office in Bismarck. And uh, again, I'll encourage you to please, if you could, help us out. And if you've got any questions, to call our Bismarck office, 
328-6300. And while I know I did it last week, there you, you, when you have daughters and you're a dad, you cannot wish your daughters happy birthday enough. So once again, I want to wish my daughter, Katie Lear, she had a birthday last week. And a very special happy birthday to Katie Lear. Love you so much. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO, FM 94.1, 104.7, KFGO.com, the KFGO mobile app. Until next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.